This is the Grand Rapids Chamber Comcast Podcast. This interview was recorded live at the 2023 West Michigan CEO Summit on June 15th. We are live at the 2023 West Michigan CEO Summit. I'm Connor Smithy. I am here with Jeff Snyder, Senior Manager of Government and Regulatory Affairs, and Ben Miller, the Director of Government and Regulatory Affairs, uh, both for the Heartland region here with Comcast. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here. Happy to be here, Connor. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about um, you guys both work in um, government and regulatory, regulatory affairs. Tell me a little bit about what uh, that encompasses. Yeah, so it's kind of changed over the last couple of years uh, coming out of COVID. Before COVID, uh, I kind of did three main things, and that was working with local government officials, so county officials on down, um, whether that's on a franchise agreement to build and maintain our network or other just general issues with the business, um, supporting our broadband adoption program, Internet Essentials, in my uh, territory, and then uh, also supporting some of the nonprofit work we do Um, But then, uh, just like everyone else, COVID happened, world's changed, and all of a sudden, uh, folks who didn't have access to broadband became a huge highlight. And so now I spend a lot of my time working with different government grant programs and things like that to help extend uh, broadband infrastructure into places that that don't have it. Yeah. And tell me a little bit, Ben, about uh, what you do. Well, many of the same things Jeff does, and then in addition to that, and in dovetailing on the need the expansion the need for more broadband for more places uh, after the pandemic is working with our construction team and our permitting and our contracting and specifically with our pole attachment agreements uh, there are really two ways that broadband gets to your home uh, fixed broadband that is it's either aerial through uh, attachments to utility poles and or underground so that's when we're boring under your yard um, putting a peg in and uh, going from there. So working with that across the three states, um, many, many utilities, many, many local communities, a lot of different permitting thresholds. Um, it's, it's, it's a busy, busy time, so to speak. I can only imagine. And I know <laughs> you do a lot with, uh, you know, you mentioned broadband, right? Yes. And expanding broadband to rural areas. Tell me a little bit about that and how Comcast is working to help uh, bridge that, uh, I think they call it the digital divide. Yeah, so there's really two main, uh, the digital divide is actually kind of two main issues. There's one that tends to be a more rural issue, and that's an infrastructure problem where uh, either there's no infrastructure for broadband or it's, it's old aging infrastructure that can't provide the level of service that folks need today. Uh, you're not going to be able to do your telehealth meeting. You're not going to be able to do your work from home teams, Zoom meetings, um, that sort of thing. And then there's a, a issue that tends to be everywhere else where broadband's already deployed. Uh, and that's that some folks, for one reason or another, um, have a barrier that prevent them from adopting the service, whether it's cost, whether it's digital skills training, that they, they lack the digital skills to actually utilize it so they never sign up. Um, sometimes they don't have, have a device that is actually internet capable, so why would you sign up for the service? Um, so some of the things we're doing um, in the rural broadband front, we've been taking a real hard look at areas that are unserved and can we get there? Can we extend our network uh, to serve some of those unserved areas? and? Uh, as you can imagine, that's a very cost-intensive process. You know, we're north of fifty thousand dollars a mile to build broadband networks. Um, so when you start building out into rural areas where there's not that same level of population density, um, it comes really hard to to ever make uh, any sort of return or even pay off your investment. 
And so that's where the government has kind of stepped in. And there's been grant programs run by the FCC at the federal level um, and then a bunch at the state level. And even some counties have been doing uh, doing RFPs and things like that to help meet that funding gap to make uh, make it possible to extend the infrastructure. And that's been a lot of what I've been working on. And a big part of that digital, you know, Jeff talked about that, the, the adoption piece. It really is two prongs in closing the digital divide. There's the access to the, the service itself. But that digital skilling and that, that adoption of the Internet is really sort of that, that next level of, you know, for so many of us, we think of emails as you know, they're ubiquitous and they're intuitive. You get an email, you respond to it, and, and you're, it's part of your everyday life. For a number of people who either have a gap in the skills or a gap in the adoption, that's that sort of rhythm and understanding of how the Internet plays a direct role in a major communication piece for work, for school, for family, that's where we're between our Internet Essentials program, which we've been doing for over 10 years across the country, uh, that provides a tier of service for those with the income-constrained community, but then meshing that with, and Jeff was talking about government programmings for builds, but then there is also government funds and resources available to everybody for adoption, and that's the Affordable Connectivity Program. So that's a $30 per month credit that uh, eligible citizens can use towards their internet costs, so their accessibility to the to the internet and their ultimately their adoption, so that they begin to build those skills and realize, you know, there are <clears throat> most people, you know, we walk around with phones, and I've got two, Jeff's got a couple, and you know, there's more technology in our phones than there was in putting a man on the moon in the Apollo capsule. Sure, and and. You know, people, it's, it's, they're everywhere, they're cost-efficient and so on. And people believe, in, in, in an odd way, that over the air is the Internet. And yes, of course, Wi-Fi transmission, but the difference between what you can do on your phone, which is still tremendous, and what you can do at a computer, applying for a job, engaging in telehealth, uh, you know, all of those features and functions are really only ultimately realized with a, an effective, reliable broadband connection. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about how this is helping to build up some of those rural communities that might not have, you know, in uh, previously had access to some of that internet. Yeah. So as the, uh, you know, the infrastructure gets built out and places get access that didn't have it before, um, if you just think about, you know, We've heard about resilience here at the at the CEO summit. We've heard about different businesses that have, you know, been resilient through different challenges they have faced. And one of the things is that a lot of them started out as small home-based businesses. We saw slides of the garages where some of these businesses that now employ hundreds of people were founded. Well, in today's day and age, it's very hard to start a business without a solid internet connection. So those, those natural growth opportunities and businesses that are starting entrepreneurs, it's really hard to do that without a good internet connection. And so that possibility becomes available when you start building out the infrastructure and making the services available. And then everything that we take for granted. I mean, during the pandemic, I know for me and thousands of other people, millions of people, you were not feeling well or something, but you didn't know if you should really go into a doctor's office, so you would schedule a telehealth visit. Well, that wasn't, that wasn't an option. Um, keeping in contact with, with extended family across the country, you know, being able to do those, those 
emails, those Zoom calls, all that kind of stuff. None of that was, it, it can be, if you think about how often you use the internet in your home and then think that that wasn't available, it, it starts to get kind of uh, staggering what the actual impact on your day-to-day -day life can be, um, let alone the economic benefits of, of having that kind of connection. Uh, and that, on that point, you know, the resiliency that's being discussed here today and, and you know, you think about the resiliency that so many families had, especially in rural communities and especially in areas that were not served by broadband, you know, those were the stories of kids driving to McDonald's and using the McDonald's to do their homework or attend class and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, that is a genuinely imperfect way to be online. And that's a genuinely imperfect way to realize the all the things that Jeff just talked about and, and being able to be engaged and connected with the resources and services that every family needs and that connectivity to the rest of the world and, and to be able to communicate with your friends, family, um, your work colleagues, your school colleagues, all those things. Yeah, and so speaking of resiliency, um, when you kind of zoom out and you take a look at Comcast and your own company, uh, you know, we've heard a lot of business leaders today. How are you thinking about resiliency when you're thinking about some of these programs that you're working with and kind of building, you know, your company up for success? Yeah, so one of the things that we focus on is uh, a kind of just physical resiliency of our network, right? You know, if you're, if you're uh, subscribing to internet service, you need that to work all the time. And so we've invested a lot as a company into making sure that our, our network is redundant, um, that it's smart. We now are using AI more and more to monitor our network constantly so that if something does go wrong, we know exactly where it is, that traffic can be rerouted without the customer ever even noticing an impact to their service and we can get it fixed. Um, so there is certainly some <laughs> a healthy amount of uh, resiliency that we are building physically uh, and digitally into our network uh, to ensure that customers are getting quality service as much as possible. And then all of those deployment mechanisms we were talking about earlier too, you know, we're always looking for opportunities to reinforce and maintain the reliability that we pride ourselves on. As Jeff said, if you have the internet, you expect it to work. And you know whether you're a parent streaming a show with a kid who needs to see that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure there are lots of parents listening to this right now who are like, boy, if that streaming thing wasn't working right now, boy, I don't know what the heck if, I'd do with this kid. If, if Blippi stops playing for my yeah, six-year-old. The world is ending. It, yes. Yeah. And, and that's true in so many families. Uh, but you know, the other thing in that resiliency and sort of looking towards the future and growing and meeting customers where they are, you know, we're going to be deploying, you know, we're in a, a, a program now of upgrading our network to increase our symmetrical speeds um, with our 10G program. We're building out and offering, beginning to offer um, routers that can work up to four hours without power. So oh, that wow. you, even without your, you know, as everybody knows in West Michigan and across the state, you know, the increasing intensity and strength of storms in, that are challenging our infrastructure, we understand as someone who rides in many cases on that infrastructure that we as a company still have to deliver that service to them. And, and that's one of the ways that we're, we're doing that. So. That's awesome. I love that. Well, uh, I want to thank both of you, Jeff and Ben, for joining us today. And thank you for sponsoring the Comcast podcast at the 2023 West Michigan CEO Summit. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you.